terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Monday, October 21st, 2013. This is episode 141, the 141st episode of The Hotbox. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm Ian. What's up, Ian? Oh, Monday. everything. Yeah, it's Monday. Monday. Um, this is good. com. Join us, mostly on Sundays, but tonight it's Monday, so, you know. That was your trip good. yesterday. It was fun. We went and played a little, a little more Ingress. Got a little shopping done this time. Yeah, that's what I, I heard. I, I, mean, I bet I bet this time you went shopping first. Yeah, actually. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I think we we might have. We we pulled a quick one last time. Lesson we learned. I oh, know. we'll go. No, we'll go. We're gonna we're make done it. playing Ingress. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. No, oh, for real. it's closed. Oh, they close at seven on Sundays or six. <laughs> that's too bad. But no, we cool. we made, Did you, uh, ended up with a shirt with it's like yin yang. But in the yin and the yang, it's filled with like little kitty faces. <laughs> you gotta see it. It's like, like the most. It's like, a male shirt, I guess. I'll wear it. I, I like, like kitties. Cat. Oh, cats. Yeah, like 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 internet. Not like baby cats. Fa- like young. No, not like kiddos. Okay. Kitties. No. Okay. No, like I was like that's kind of a weird cats weird thing. I should have said it was filled with pussies, and then you would have right understood Big better. Gaping. No, it's it's a it's a cute <laughs> shirt. I I. I will represent it. That's fine. I mean, think about the influence of the cat memes. I you know. know that and now it's being Grumpy cat, keyboard cat, right. I mean, and now you now there's like a clothing line of yeah. a, a kitty clothing. It is line. weird. It's been a long time since I've been to the mall, like a mall like that, you know, I mean, and not say like that like it's one store. It's not that big, but no, compared to what, you know, Kalispell Center Mall, it's it's pretty big, you know. You can't see one end from the other like you can here. Um, going into like stores like Zoomies and stuff. Like when I was younger, those used to be kind of like sure. skate surf shops. Sure, hipsters like, is it? everywhere, just doing their thing, Which, buying what? ironic cat shirts and like pants that are too small. And since just... Alanis Morissette and her like ironic oh, was... song, I yeah. I really you know what's astounding is like how that word is used incorrectly like ninety percent of the time. Like when people say things are ironic, it's is usually that ironic. It's not really ironic. Right. It's, it's usually more of like a tragic thing. Or... Right. But it's the more commonly accepted term because everyone's kind of dumb dumb. Sure. So yeah, when I was in high school, Zoomies and and um, Pacific Paxson or Pacific. Yeah, Zoomies. that one was a little. I I think that was something hot that started topic. right after. <laughs> yeah, and hot topic. <laughs> Only like I remember, you know, when you're like, you know, tenth grade, you know, and your mom takes you school clothes shopping, and we would drive to like Spokane or whatever, and spent make a day out of it. And I remember, you know, my mom kind of outlet stores. D- yeah, shaking her, shaking her head in hot topic, like, oh my god, who would actually wear this? No, but sh- mom, check it. It's a belt buckle. That says fuck. You, right. you don't understand the irony, mom. I'm wearing it <laughs> ironically. Um, so uh, did you get anything cool? Like uh, Just the yin-yang yin kitty shirt. Got a hat. Yeah. She got some shoes. Yeah. And we no new glass, some ingress. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, got, let's show it off. I've never seen one of these before. Um, let's see. Where's my camera here? Okay, so it's one of these things. What's it called? A chubbler? <laughs> the, its name is Bubbles. <laughs> 
sorry. <laughs> that reminds me of my pet name for my ex-girlfriend. Chubbler? <laughs> bubbles, actually. Uh, bubbles. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's like a little perk here with water, and then uh, it's got this design here at the top. You can kind of see that. So, like, you can tip it, and, I mean, water will come out of it. it. There's no way around that, but not anywhere near. It doesn't, like, just pour out, like, bleh, all over. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty nice. What was the shop called that we got it from? Mellow Mood in uh, Missoula. Mellow. Cool shop. They had a lot of cool stuff in there. That's a lot cool. of, like, $1,000 plus. Right? Like, not like, saying that I would, but kind of. if I was going to, like, rob a head shop, like, I would, <laughs> I mean, like, Names of the artists and right. all of it nicely organized, very well presented, very clean. It was right. it was really puffing. There glass. wasn't like porno mags here, like you know some <laughs> of the head shops around here, which is right. fine. I mean that's whatever. But puffing glass and Spokane had that. They had like uh, each local artist had their own right. like Showcase. three foot display yeah, yeah. case, and they could put whatever could they you had in pay there. Pay as a working nine to five, you know, just making ends meet. Like, could you spend a thousand plus on glass? Personally, absolutely not. Right. I mean, as in, if you had disposable income, then they're cool. Possibly. They're beautiful. It's art in a way. How functional, functional is it? Art. How functional? Some of is them, it? I would be really afraid to just completely shatter. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some that have like glass globes and like a blown glass dragon right. inside. It's like gold. So as you're as you're taking your toke, you know, like the smoke is going through a couple different percolators, and then like sure. it comes out of the dragon's mouth and fills the globe up, and then it like transcends through some fairy's rear end and <laughs> gets you know yeah through another like you know some sort of percolator <laughs> as it dribbles uh, down it goes through some intricate like tree yeah. branch system before it actually comes to your mouth you know but and those were uh, you know a very high price item you like pull something like that out at a party with your friend i would be so afraid i would be like i'm gonna hold this and light it just put your mouth here and suck my like, question was <laughs> i would be so afraid that they would Somebody would just... That's advice ting. you can live on. It is. You um, take that to the bank. Think about cleaning it, too. Like, that's a... I mean... Yeah. Th- there's, you know, 30 foot... Uh, 30 I have my of... maidservant clean it. <laughs> wow. At that point, right? You don't worry yeah. about having to clean your glass Oh, wow, you have a maidservant. I'm saying if I had disposable income, oh, I would probably have multiple right. maidservants. Sure. Yeah. Like, just hire a maid to clean your sure. glassware? I would hire a maid to clean this shithole once a fucking month just to have it done. <laughs> place is spotless yeah right kind of like beautiful. these uh the jacks on your on your roof here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. been seeing more of those lately might be time anyway <laughs> to start that addiction. so you yeah let's get started you here. should tell me about this I've, i'm not familiar with it grand i don't have children i have obviously every friend that i know has uh, a child but I, I wasn't familiar with this until you brought it up and it is kind of an interesting um correlation to what happened in the cannabis industry? It's called the Common Core Curriculum. Correct. It's like a bill. It's not a bill. It's what? Tell me uh, about some that. legislation right. um, that that uh, the public didn't get to vote on, and and nobody really had a say in whether or not this was implicated. It was something that the, the federal government, uh, along with the the Bill Gates Foundation or Bill and Melinda, I think, right? Bill and Melinda Foundation, who are who are the main financiers of this legislation, and is what it is. Is uh, it is a a uh, curriculum standard that is being implemented nationwide, except for in uh, five states that rejected them. 
so th- this Common Core is, is kind of a new approach to two subjects, uh, math and English. Um, this, the, the, the legislation was brought to my attention by a friend of mine. Um, also, he used to be a co-worker, and he brought it up to me, and, and he was very concerned about uh, the, the federal government getting involved in the, the education system. Because um, I believe in the Constitution, and for, for since the start of our lovely nation here, uh, uh, the government, the federal government hasn't been involved in our local schooling system. Right, and the way you first explained it to me was that they're going to give you a bunch of money if you adhere to these rules, which kind of sounds like an extortionist thing to do, like... That's what that was, was one a bribe. of the main arguments we heard here about, you know, medical marijuana and whatnot is that, you know, we don't want to get our federal funding revoked Correct. and stuff. So Correct. if the second you start taking money from the federal government, you're kind of under And that's their- the first correlation between this kind of thing and how sure. medical cannabis got started was that the federal government said, you know, we'll give you four hundred million dollars if you accept this legislation and implemented it in your state. I did and completely so, just break this just now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you like foul. handed this to me and I totally just punched it. <laughs> I don't know why I had it in my hand and I was <laughs> You're like, I and it totally just broke. I thought that's what hit the floor over there. Yeah, it did. Right. And I just punched it off. Is there glass everywhere? I'm sure. So the federal government uh, bribed the nation with millions and millions of dollars to accept this legislation. Sure. And so almost every state uh, accepted, about 90% of the states, which means there are five states that um, rejected this legislation. Typically, too, Montana is one of the states that is more than happy to reject uh, some legislation, like a, a real ID, uh, as an example. Well, um, when I was at DEFCON, we saw Daniel Zolnikoff and uh, I forget his buddy's name, but they were speaking there about legislation, about the whole, like, getting snooped on thing. And here in Montana, like, you, as a federal government, and granted, I don't know that they do, but they're supposed to have this special layer of, we have to go get this kind of warrant or whatever before we can, like, wiretap you or do sure. anything like that. Sure. And they were talking about how, you know, we're doing we're, we're doing this here in Montana, and it's a good example of how we could do this for the other states, especially with the PRISM thing coming out and all that. But that wasn't okay. interesting. They used that correlation also that, like, you know, look what we tried to do with medical marijuana, and it was an example for a while, but then, you know, don't let the federal government stop this like they did. Uh, right. Yeah. Of course. Um, so Montana and the other states that accepted this legislation, um, um, are th- there's a lot of, uh, let's say, just like in the in the cannabis industry, there are, or industry or whatever, the concept there are two distinct sides of of this this idea of common curriculum. Now, at first glance, it sounds like a good idea. Let's say you're... Can we you're, label the two sides just so we can have an idea of... Let's say the side on the right? Uh, let's, let's, um, let's use north and south uh, sure. instead of left and right, since that's... Sure. Like a, a, a can we just say like the rebels and the yeah or like resistance and the enlightenment? <laughs> the enlightenment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to bring it back to ingress. Sure, so sure. in my in my last week of kind of looking over this topic is what I've come to discover is that uh, the the people that are fighting this legislation are people that are afraid that the government is going to further indoctrinate their kids and you know create more uh, of a of a society. 
that is uh, is you know like pro government and these people that that are afraid of this obviously are ones that think that um the government is totally taking advantage of us and 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 you know doing more harm to right. the general public than than good another you know? way to keep us under their thumb of you know impeach tyranny. obama right. you know what i'm saying and, no and obama. screw obamacare and right, right. and you know all these things and now that the federal government has had some some headway in and creating a educational standard now that they're fighting this as well and most of these people that i've that i think are on this side of the list are you know uh, m- men and women of faith and and men and women that you know watch a lot of fox news okay you know, you got that. That is it. Hold on. Is this the correct use of the word ironic? Is it ironic that the people of faith are angry about the indoctrination of their children? They're uh, like, that's our job, uh, asshole. I don't know if that's if anyone's going to indoctrinate it's... my child. It's going to be me, right? And so that America. was, and that was that was the the first thing that I noticed about this is that all these people that are up in arms and saying that the government is this new curriculum, and and they don't understand that it's still up to the teacher. What curri- like what curriculum is actually used? The Common Core is just a educational standard, and so yeah, you have these you have these uh, men and women of faith that are saying, "Don't indoctrinate our children." Right. We reserve that for Sundays. That's right. You know, and 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 that's kind of strange to me. It kind of made me laugh. But the other thing is, is that you know, I think that uh, a lot of people are forgetting that uh, education at home. Or no, if, you were right. I know. No, the schools—that's their job. Right. Well, we pay these teachers for, and st- you know, and I just—I think a, a solution to some people's concerns would, you know, maybe teach your kids how to think critically at home, sure. so that when some of this material comes across their desk at school, they're able to not only participate in the lesson and you know do the work that's required of them, but also have a firm grasp on. What's right or wrong, according to not only their assessment, but also their family's morals. You know, sure. I think that that's most important. If I ever had a kid, I would just make them believe everything. Right. <laughs> All the time. You um, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> everything you read, everything online. It's all true. <laughs> everything. Everything. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the things that uh, uh, is be- that one of the ter- uh, sayings being thrown around about the Common Core is that. You know, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to education. And that's kind of what this common core thing is about. Let's say you lived in Wyoming and you're going to school somewhere and your family has to move to, I, I don't know, like New Hampshire or, or you're going to Ohio Vermont. all of a sudden. Well, currently, since there isn't a nationwide standard, when you leave your hometown and you go to another school district in another state, they may be at an entirely different level than that you were at. And this happened to me when I moved back from Alaska, you know, in, in sixth grade, when I came to schools in Montana, I was blown away at how far behind they were. The things that they were teaching in sixth grade here in Montana compared to the things that they were teaching in sixth grade in Alaska was astonishing. I was so bored my sixth year, sixth and seventh grade, because it was stuff that I, we had already covered. And so this, this common core is, is an attempt to, Try to get everybody closer the to the same, same level, here. right? Right. Which seems reasonable. Sure. To have a nation that has, you know, a, and also. Does the, it come down to whose job that is then? Are they saying it's not the Fed's job, it should be the state's job to do that? Or? It still is up to the states and the right. way that they want to so, 
It's, that's what I'm saying. It's up to the states and the teachers to provide curriculum to reach these educational standards. In other right. words, uh, the Common Core boiled down seems to be like when the kids graduate from this particular grade, these are the concepts that they should have down pat. They should sure. understand how to do these certain things. Um, and, you know, like being able to uh, read a sentence and, re- and really understand like what that means, especially when it comes to like reading the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence or, you know, uh, uh, the APA manual. I don't know, just like whatever. Um, and these are things that currently are not um, um, emphasized in in some schools across the nation. Yeah, I like, think it's like, like a chapter in Hello, the Hello, Alabama. Yeah. Alabama, Alabama rejected this curriculum because the standard uh, literally was. The, Does Alabama need its own curriculum? Yes, yes, and they do. Not only do they have their own curriculum, but they have their own way of testing their schools to be aware if a school is failing hmm. or passing, like as a whole. And their own system, of course, allows a lot of forgiveness of certain hmm. things. What's that called when you play golf with someone way better than you? A handicap. A- okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, anyway, the, with this with this system, I just I noticed so many correlations on the public's reaction towards this kind of legislation. You know, and, and most of it just and like what? the reaction to cannabis legislation. Right. Okay. A lot of it was fueled by um, uh, ignorance. Cherry you know, pick people, studies. Yeah, cherry picking right. studies and and taking little tidbits from here and tidbits from there, and of course. Um, my friend recommended that I look at a particular news uh, caster's website, and it, and it appeared mm-hmm. to me that he was getting a lot of his opinion or information from this one person. Well, right. that one person was getting his information from a, a research uh, organization. Sure. So I looked up the research organization, looked at their board of directors, and thought, oh, well, this is the most biased group of people <laughs> to be doing research. It's not objective when the entire board of directors – it are involved with these these extremist religious groups right. and with these you know things the, the that same groups I that don't like, personally agree with right like and putting in uh, intelligent design and evolution in the science books like it's yeah yeah something like there's that there's like a huge they always fight about that in Texas where all of the books are written and the, they try to sneak in these things and Right, and wow. we don't need to go down the the rabbit hole of me thinking that you know this is these are problems that religion creates, you know. I don't. If they're not created, but continue to. Ooh, no! I really use think I think because of people's blind belief in certain things that they are more apt Anything to fight right. this because it's it's change. It's different, you know. It's it's it it may take a little bit more work at home to keep your kids in the fucking dark. What if you could? Like write the Bible, you would just like make a new revision. Like they've, there's been revisions. We have the sure. King James, we have the NIV. What if you wrote your version of the NIV and then just snuck in things like that, and then you'd be like, "Well, the Bible says so right here." So I think that's Isn't a that brilliant what, idea. I agree. I agree. Why didn't we think of that earlier? Just rewrite the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Again for the hundredth time. Um, So I guess if you're interested, especially if you have children, um, this Common Core thing is something that I think, just like the cannabis uh, legislation, is something that you as an individual should educate yourself on so that if there is any concerns, then you could approach those 
at home with your child. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't something that I think that you should rely on what I say or what Glenn Beck says or what anybody really says. This is another subject that requires but your like own investigation. That. People really like to just be able to take something that someone that they look Meh. up to said. Well, that's the definition Meh. of it, right? Right. But if you're concerned about your child's it's easier, man. education. I just want to sit and watch TV, dude. Absolutely. This is yeah, so- me too. This That's why so I don't hard. have kids. I just want to get off work <laughs> and sit my kid and myself down in front of the TV and, like, suck up all the Hungry Man meals that I can fit in my engorged obese. Is that what they do? I don't know. What is a Hungry pain- Man meal? I was just meal? painting a picture. Like, the little shitty microwavable, like, oh, you, you, I don't use never microwave. mind. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, Common Core Curriculum, if you haven't heard about it, this is something that is being is is underway in our nation now and if you know nothing about it and if you are interested in your child's education maybe do a little research on your own so and you said montana is part of oh it, yeah just absolutely. for us locally yeah. here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's not extortion by the government it's actually a good thing raising standards so your kids won't be all dummy dumb well that's the hope. Your kids but, might still. You know, be the dummy. concern <laughs> is this, that the curriculum is going to be a little bit more like propaganda towards creating m- new pro-government people. Like you know, all like, the kids are going to join the army shortly or, thereafter? Or, or you what know what I'm you? saying? Like, like uh, be in support of the government no matter what. You know, and like this is this goes back to like when they wanted to do That's fingerprinting in school. Right. Like, like, okay, whatever. But the idea is, is to get kids used to giving their fingerprints for so it doesn't seem things. like a big deal. So yeah, so yeah. it doesn't you know incrementally when you're invading an adult our privacy, smoking weed, right? And so like it's kind of like implementing things like that. I just think that um, if you are concerned about this, like do your own investigation and form your own opinion. Really, I think is what I'm trying to get. Unless at it's the this. wrong opinion, then. But it's your opinion, you know. And if if you want to believe one way or another, this you that's gotta just have somebody to, to argue with, right? Typically. And this kind of you you had another uh, article you posted in there that it kind of has to do with this about you know these researchers saying that the drug war basically amounts to censorship of science. All of this research that's mm-hmm. happening, if it wasn't, uh spun the way that the people that paid for the research wanted it wouldn't see the light of day so there were all of these really what could have been quite helpful and we could be you know decades ahead of where we are now with this Mm -hmm. if those things would have you know been done properly and regardless of what the result is you disclose that so that everyone can benefit from it you know yeah that was that was actually david nutt uh that was that was talking about oh, that yeah there's who is a who is a um here let me just so i get this right um he is a professor of neuropsychopharmacology um that's the brain's mind on drugs right neuropsychopharmacology <laughs> Um, he's he's been publishing awesome. um, papers about uh, advancements in researching consciousness, mm. which is which is basically what his field is 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 researching consciousness. Right. And the, one of the things that he would like to do is have some of these drugs rescheduled so that there could be more research done. That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, any drugs in particular. Well, cannabis, cannabis, dimethyltryptamine, uh, yep. psilocybin, and, LSD, and believe it or not, MDMA. MDMA. Sure. Yeah, 
Um, and he wants to use these substances to to study people's uh, mental uh, handicaps, their disabilities, as well as uh, more benign things like stress or or simple fears in certain people. He I wants. bet with you could pick three of the eight chemicals I just listed, and mm-hmm. any three could pretty much like kill anything that ails you. Well, right, Psych- like right. psychosis wise, I mean, some ego death might. I'm just saying, sometimes if the machine's all messed up, you got to reboot it, and then you'll be okay. Possibly. And Possibly. that's and that's what uh, David Nutt would like to sure. accomplish. by. But see, in order to obtain, l- let's just talk about cannabis, because I'm pretty sure that this is the hot rescheduling MDMA or right. DMT. If, if cannabis isn't rescheduled, you're we definitely rescheduling not getting. Shit. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, sure. Um, there, there's this there's this system that we have set up a bureaucratic system that we have set up that pretty makes it, pretty much makes it impossible to have legal research done on cannabis. So, um, we have the DEA administrator Robert Boner. I mean Bonner, Boner. whatever Boner. It's pronounced Boner. Yeah, we got David Nutt and okay. and Bob Boner. Okay. Um. Th- there's this there's a system set up. So here we go. So let's say you want to uh, let's say David Nutt and he wants to obtain some cannabis. Well, the FDA, who is the one organization that can they have to approve cannabis to have it rescheduled. Also, to do any research, the FDA or he can get a schedule and license, which is a whole nother set of hoops. And that's 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 what I'm going to go through. So the bureaucratic system that we have set up for ourselves really, really does have us by the balls now. Right. Um, In order to reschedule cannabis, it must be certified by the FDA before the FDA will certify cannabis. Exhaustive federally funded research must prove to them that cannabis meets certain safety regulations or is safe in general. And all of that research has been happening. It just, but n- if it wasn't proving what they wanted, that was, well, shit. not only that, but, uh, in order to obtain cannabis to study, you have to get cannabis from one organization, but you have to get approved from the department of health and human services. First, the federal level. Sure. Only then to apply with the national Institute on drug abuse. NIDA. Because they control all, all of it, all of the marijuana that the government says is legal for research. If you read that book, My Medicine, you can read what it was like for one cancer patient to mm-hmm. go through all of those hoops and right. get it, you know. And so we're 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 forming this level. we're forming this literal circle of of <laughs> uh, federal organizations money? that you have to go through money money right. money money. So, um. Since the National Institute on Drug Abuse has a supply monopoly on uh, uh, research legal cannabis, they also pretty much have promised that there will never be enough legal research cannabis available to complete the studies done or to complete studies that would even begin to sway the DEA's opinion on rescheduling cannabis so not only do you have to convince the dea you have to convince the fda with studies uh that you have done with this particular cannabis obtained 
from the National Institute on Drug Abuse after being approved mm-hmm. by the Department of Health and Human Services. So you got you know you got four organizations, and you got to like while you're shaking one organization's hand, you got to you know you got to pat the back of another one, yeah. and and the whole time it's never ending. the DEA is pulling money out of your back pocket, and the Department of Health and Human Services is pushing you down the fucking staircase. Sure, sure. Um, so because the National Institute on Drug Abuse has pretty much everything but come out and said, there's no way we're going to let enough cannabis come out of our doors to perform these studies. Um, the DEA administrator Boner, um, has five criteria that he has set up that a a substance must pass before he will consider, or the DEA will consider, um, consider rescheduling this particular drug. Uh, the five criteria are the drug's chemistry is known and reproducible. So in other words, you know, they have to not only synthesize it. Correct. They have to understand the molecular makeup and be able to synthesize cannabis, which, you know, they've the plant or just the cannabinoids. And the certain thing, like these criteria are, are, you know, they're kind of vague. You have to, cause we can make Cause I could clone a plant. I mean, true. So true. You know, and they make Marinol and, and... But those are individual... Correct. Cannabinoids. They're it's not, not the whole... Exactly. And so that's a little unclear. Um, mm. The next one is they are adequate... They are adequate safety studies. So in other words, how harmful is it towards your body? Um, the next one is... Which there's... I mean, there's been... Th- <laughs> but like so many years of so many people smoking. But with that's the part of the system that's so fucked up little is harm. that all of those other studies don't mean anything to right, the FDA right. because those studies all just didn't anecdotal. use the National Institute on Drug Abuses marijuana Maybe that wasn't suck. approved from the D- Department of Health and Human Services. These are studies. Can you being bring done. in your own weed and be like, "Will you approve this?" Right? I know. I've approved and it. The FDA, I approve. You know, shook Good. hands with the National Institute on Drug Abuse and so said that's that a great idea. Exactly. You're the only make organization. So much money this way, right? Or just control it so that there is no money being made. Um, so th- another criteria from the DEA to reschedule a substance is uh, that the substance is adequate and well. Con- the I'm sorry, there are adequate and well controlled studies proving efficiency. <clears throat> so. And as well as the drug is accepted by qualified experts and the scientific evidence is widely available. We've got like four of those. I mean, there's right. It's their well-controlled studies proving efficacy that you're. But we don't have uh, we don't have scientific evidence that's widely available. What they mean by that is that scientific evidence has to be obtained through federally what if we funded start our own scientific body and publish that information on the internet where it will be then widely available. Nope. Why? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucked up because why is because that's not how the FDA well, wants to be informed. The FDA wants to be informed in this I'll send convoluted a tweet to the FDA. Comp- I don't give a f- like here's 140 how do you characters be in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, right. right. With a link <laughs> so to a government site that's actually not functioning right. Well, now it is. It's back up. Oh, right. But it wasn't for like the last two weeks. Of course. That's right. Um, these are the topics that must be proven by completely new research 
done on cannabis provided by the National Institute of Drug Administration. So what if they poison the weed that you're supposed to do the research with and all of your patients die? And then they're like, well, you better disclose that. Like, that's... The weed, the 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 cannabis should be provided by an intermediate person or group that is not on one side or the other. That would be the ideal way to do this. I I would agree. Or the FDA should allow research to be done on cannabis in general, just not this one federal organization's right. cannabis. You know, and and cuz there's like far more dangerous things that have been studied on lots of people. I'm saying like pharmaceutically like that. Right. Right. They were fine with that being, you know. Right. You didn't have to go through half of these hoops to to do that test and how many people died? Like that's it's kind of dangerous. And why I was saying all of this all of this is I wa- I wanted to kind of shine some light on how difficult it is to get something to the point to even talk about rescheduling it in our country. We have set up this this convoluted system that is so complicated and so controlled that it's probably not going to happen. I love the the statement here. He says uh, in the Nature Reviews paper that David Nutt wrote in uh, that these laws amounted to the worst case of scientific censorship since the Catholic Church banned the works of Copernicus and Galileo. <laughs> like, that's... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then he dropped the mic and, like, walked <laughs> off stage. Like, Censored. You know, and, and everyone sympathizes sympathizes with Galileo, uh, even the Catholic Church, who, now. who were the ones that imprisoned him. They didn't always. True. But now. But the reason is why why even the Catholic Church... Uh, uh, sympathizes with him is because he was right. His his research turned out to be right, and I hope that in the future we could maybe learn a little something from yeah, our mistakes. Yeah, we, we may be sure. like Galileo, and nice. the federal government may have to kind of play the role that the Catholic Church did and kind of say, "Yeah, you know, we're kind of sorry about that uh, because we were right." Can they ever? take any kind of responsibility for that without being completely sued out of existence as a functioning body? I don't know. I guess it just depends on how, how important I mean, logic is I mean, how many people would they have to let out of prison if None. the federal government... Really? I mean... They would say, we were totally wrong, to? but you guys are still in jail? Have to? Well, they don't. But if you come out and you're like, okay, we were completely wrong about that... I think you can't letting say non- that and not let the people that you put in prison for that very thing. I agree. I out. agree. And letting nonviolent yeah. marijuana offenders out of prison doesn't really seem. Can you see them doing that? Like, like I can't. I can't either. But it doesn't really seem like it would be the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like we're letting pedophiles out by the droves. Right. And most of the time, I mean, a pedophile is going to get a lesser of a sentence than a, a nonviolent marijuana offender. So we could clear out the jails a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little I'm bit. sure there would be several percentage points of nonviolent if, marijuana offenses. Okay, let's keep going down with that. Then, What if the, the people that were nonviolent and put in jail that have done, let's say, more than two years, five years, I don't know, how long does it take to get violent, and then you're let back out? Oh, like they like went because in to they jail went in non-violent, as a nonviolent, just weed smoke and whatever, selling right. a little weed. 
and they got violent inside. Because you know, they're let's having say you're to there for participate five years or ten in years. the prison society. Exactly. So then can you even at that point go back into a normal society and function? I, I think that it would be a very large challenge. If the Shawshank Redemption has taught us anything, I'd say <laughs> that not without climbing through 500 feet of shit first. I mean... I mean, I see what you're saying, and and I I don't know. I I've never been in prison and then come out, uh, but I know that that is a, a a subject of much deliberation. Is that um, people that get sent to prison, they're not really criminals, like we're saying, they're they're nonviolent drug offenders. But then they learn to be a criminal in prison because that's right. what they're surrounded by, you know. And like you gotta maybe play that game, or or maybe you watch too much Oz and you right. and next, you know, you want to be the next, you know, kingpin in you prison. Just start like a freaking war, right, or yeah. whatever. Sure. Um, that's that's interesting. Also, uh, David Nutt also says that you know that the laws have never been updated despite scientific advances and growing evidence that many of these drugs are relatively safe. Right. Uh, you know, MDMA and, and DMT and cannabis. Um, relatively. Not completely, obviously, but relatively In safe. moderation, sure. Right. And there appears to be no way for the international community to make such changes. And this just goes back to because what I was talking about. Because they're locked into that. Yeah, we got, we, you know, like this, this. What about other countries? This is just a U.S. thing. What is the EU? Is that, are they, because the U.S. is like, oh, no, no, no. That's a good question. Because you see countries like, what is it, Portugal, that's starting to, there was an article here that's saying that they're going to just start selling legal weed for a buck a gram. Just. Nice. In Portugal. Or Fuck Uruguay. It. Excuse me. In Uruguay. Dollar a gram. It's uh, kind of like dollar well drinks for alcoholics. Sounds like a good It's going to make Uruguay the first country in the world to license and enforce rules for the production, distribution, and sale of weed for adult consumers. Well, I mean, you got what? When is that happening in Portugal? Soon. Because after the first of the year in Colorado and in Washington, that's supposed to be that's the game. That's true. And you don't have to be you don't have to be residents of the the states. So, like here in Montana, if we drove over to Spokane, we should be able to participate in their, you know, legal marijuana program. Just showing, just being able to prove that you're 21 years of age, you should be able to go to... Oh, see, they're going to begin marketing it, it says, in mid-2014, which, quote, gives time to harvest and sell. Nice. And it will be delivered to each person upon registration in a database, which will not be made public. Each person can buy up to 40 (laughs) grams per month. That's... I mean, forty grams a month. That's like an ounce and. Well, I mean, it's not quite two ounces a month. I mean, you're you're a. Uh, yeah. How much? Weed, how much weed do we go through? Wow, that's. I mean, that's it's, enough for me. Absolutely. Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, other people, uh, heavier users. Um, well, I mean, there's two of you in the household, so technically, you could have. 80 grams oh, a month. Yeah, that's true. 80 grams a month. Like, I mean, that seems like a reasonable amount that of cannabis. That would be like to... a good reason to have a bunch of roommates. <laughs> <laughs> or just a bunch of girlfriends. Ah! Just yeah. kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they say that the National Drug Board says uh, 120,000 people use marijuana at least once a year in Uruguay, a country with more than 3 million inhabitants. 3 million, 120,000 Use it at least once a year. So, like, right. once your a daily, year. all the way up to 
Yeah, I smoke it on Christmas and my birthday <laughs> or something, you know. That's a great way to answer a question if somebody ever asks, you know, do like, you smoke? do you smoke? Is it my birthday? Do you smoke a lot? Well, I mean, I smoke, you know, more than once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I'd say at least two to three times a year. You know, just to make that answer big, sure, sure. I guess. Um. Anyway, back to David Nutt and, yeah. and Bob Boner. I. I I don't think that I could have found a better better set of names to be battling it out, you know. And, That's like and, true. Yeah, I mean, you got David Nutt, who's who's kind of like this uh, uh, super cool 007 agent for the this the the trying to get uh, psychedelic substances rescheduled so he can further his research on the human consciousness which right. seems like a very noble right task something that's very important you know that's yeah, i mean yeah. we are conscious entities and it here's would be this good guy to know about that <laughs> yeah and he wants to further humans knowledge about what we are you that know that other totally like 88 percent of your brain yeah i'm trying to figure out how to unlock that so if you could just give me my tools right I'll be Absolutely. on my way. Like I, I don't see the I don't see any negatives to doing more research on these substances. But right. Boner certainly feels like that is out of the question and and absolutely not. With any kind of legit reasoning? None. Other than because we said so? Yeah. That's basically that's the Literally. proverbial because we said so. Literally. Quit asking questions. Yeah. Thanks, DEA. That's well, so crazy. I mean, they have reasons, of course. You know, marijuana is extremely dangerous. It's extremely addictive, and see how it ruins everyone's lives, and everybody that comes right. in contact with cannabis and is in jail now. To every one of those, so absolutely. How can they? Are there new arguments? No. Or strong arm of the law, my you friend. You think you'd hire like Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg or something to like write you a freaking? A, a lie that you could pitch to the people like, okay, here's why you can't, you know, have it. And then it, it's like this M. Night Shyamalan movie where the plants kill people. Like, that's why you can't have it. Pretty much. Makes they should perfect do that. sense. They should do that. You guys it should makes hire. Sense. And, and it's not like our government's efficient in, in handling any sort of business. You know what I'm saying? And And I was asked the other day when I thought that or I was asked when I thought that the federal government would reassess cannabis. And I thought, you know, th- our government was just shut down. You know what I mean? We have this, this health care, affordable health care act. On their and line? we have all of these things that our government is not able to, to finish or to take care of, to complete. You know, and I'm pretty sure that rescheduling cannabis is so far down that list. Like, sure. it's not even really worth uh, thinking about. It almost seems opinion. like they've been coasting since the American Revolution on this just, like, weird faux high of patriotism and, and you know, war of sorts. That they're, whenever it comes time to actually fix something, it's like, well, we got to do this other thing first. But then, you know, mm-hmm. and they've Let's just kind keep- of been coasting on that for, you know, a couple hundred Years now, absolutely. I don't uh, think that medical can, or I don't think cannabis in general, will be assessed by the federal government until we take the money out of politics. Right. Because until the money is taken out, like the cannabis uh, society or the 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 pro cannabis people uh, cannot, we will never have enough money or in power in our government to to pull that off. Is that ironic? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, you could just grow a bunch of weed and sell it, and granted, there's risk there, but you could make a lot of money if done properly. But yet, we don't have enough money to do 
But I kind of get what you're saying there. Kind of? Yeah, I kind of get bit, what you're saying. A little bit? Okay. Kind of. Anyway. That's um, fine. <laughs> uh, one last thing about David Nutt. Um, uh, he, he actually used to be a government employee until 2009 when Nutt was sacked uh, for publicly criticizing the government for ignoring scientific advice on cannabis and ecstasy. Uh, he had conducted a small human trial using psilocybin, the psychedelic ingredient. Sure. And Eat mushrooms, mushrooms, obviously. Sure. So, uh, who is this guy? This guy's cool. David Nutt. He wants to learn about consciousness. And he... We should all go and be disciples of David <laughs> disciples. Nutt. Disciples. Oh, God. Could you, could, is, is he just, like, feeding you mushrooms all day and studying your consciousness? Wouldn't like, that be kind of weird, though? Like, I if he was just feeding that. you mushrooms and then he had, like, his little notepad and his little pencil out. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like... Writing mm-hmm. you and then asking you really weird questions like, you know what you I mean? Wait till I come down first or like, is this while I'm hallucinating? I don't know. I, I couldn't find what the point of his, his human study right? was. Hmm. Like, I just, I found that he was, he was, he had done one. I wasn't, I couldn't find what his goal was or what he was trying to discover. Did he not get that far or? Oh no, the, the test was completely performed, but like the, the, the thesis or the, the orientation of his research, I, I couldn't find. Sure. Just the fact that he had performed a human trial using psilocybin, which is something that not too many people in our country have been able to, to, to pull off. Because of the psychedelic really? properties of mushrooms. Well, not since the fucking 60s or whatever. I, th- I feel like small groups of people open their eyes on, you know, a monthly basis at least. It, it's just small pockets here and there. Of like no, I'm saying that this, is, this was a clinical and trial. And, well, this is a clinical trial. Like, this isn't, you know, uh, your buddy that's showing you the ropes with psilocybin. Right. This is a clinical trial where he had... So I got to write a paper after my trip or what are we did. talking well, that's a clinical cool. trial. It's like he, you know, like they do clinical trials of all sorts of medications, right? You know, like new things or whatever. I just like I wish I could have found what he was trying to research with that. Anyway, depression. So he was working for the government, got fired for was, standing up for his beliefs. It was depression. Magic. Was it psilocybin for depression? I know for a fact that works. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's from what I'm personal like, experience. Call him up. From call personal him up. experience. Um. So that's I that's kind of interesting. And we we mentioned earlier about like, well, why don't you just do it in other countries? This here is it it's in the UK. It was the first clinical trial using hallucinogenic psilocybin, and it's delayed due to the UK and EU rules on the use of illegal drugs in research. So it's not just mm-hmm. US government. Mm-hmm. And this was back in April, so of 2013, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty recent. Yeah, pretty few months, five months, recent. six months since the last. Um, I it's it's just so unfortunate, and and I like to read uh, about consciousness, or, and and uh, there's this great book called "I Am a Strange Loop," and it, it ta- <laughs> yeah I know, but it talks a lot of it's a book about uh, a, a a particular gentleman's journey while he was researching consciousness, and and he researched it without the use of psychedelic drugs. Um, it's just fascinating to me how little we as a human race know about our own conscious process. Yes, we know, we know, you know, volumes, but there's so much that we don't understand. This is crazy. We're like, could you, could you, they, I'm sorry. They, they took 30 people 
volunteers and infused their blood with psilocybin and then stuck them in an MRI to, like, watch what the brain is doing. Like, I was just, like, picturing being sucked into a... I mean, the MRI is the one with the big thing, and it's like... Poof, yeah, poof, yeah, the magnets. Like, while you're tripping? Yeah. It would be nuts. Uh, you and, like, 29 other people I what just the dose, tripping nuts I wonder what the, the dose MRI. was. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's a good point. It's not like they threw a but quarter I mean, of mushrooms down If you're going to light up an throat. MRI, you might as well, like, you know, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I wonder what kind of volunteers they had, too. I wonder if they knew what they were volunteering for. Could you imagine volunteering for a drug trial and then showing up it's and him being like... psilocybin! Yeah, and be like, yes. oh, God, all right. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. And you're paying me? Yeah. Seriously? Absolutely. Yeah, this was in the... Uh, what the hell is it called? Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the PNAS. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really? Did I enunciate that wrong? So we got Bob Boner. Hold on. David it's Nutt. P-N-A-S. The PNAS. The P... <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't even make shit up like this. I'm not making I mean, it no, up. I have the abstract of the study oh. sitting right here in front of me. So Nutt was doing research for PNAS. Yeah. And he got <laughs> sacked. That's brilliant. <laughs> He got sacked from his other job, not from oh, penis. Okay. All right. Nut and penis <laughs> are still together. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, perfect. This is pretty crazy. Perfect. I don't know if I would. Like, can you bring the MRI, like, here or put a couch in it or something? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll sit still. I'll try to. I think you could handle it. I mean, you're experienced. Well, yeah, if you're experienced. But I mean, yeah. I'm just like picturing like getting it injected into you and then just being bam in this MRI machine. Like, I, don't I wonder. I'm sure that I read Mr. Nut has some experience with that since he's well, well yeah. driven. But could you imagine yeah. like a typical researcher that has no experience themselves with doing like any just hallucinogenics? Pulling out some random undergrad and being like, "Here, eat this. Now get in there." Or, or no, just like having no sensitivity towards somebody's psyche while they're hallucinating. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, like I've Tell always me what thought. You see. <laughs> yeah, I've always, yeah, like I've always thought about like if if uh, uh, somebody that was maybe took too much LSD or mushrooms or was having you know a very intense, very very high experience, and then they get taken to the hospital, you know, like let's say mom catches them or Ooh. or their neighbor is worried about you because you're you know you have one sock on your sh- your shirts off and you're like laying on the stairs of your apartment complex drooling on yourself talking about the stars raining. Down, right, man. and they like are all worried, so they like call the hospital and the ambulance. Well, I would come. hope if you're experimenting with those substances and you live in an apartment complex that you stay <laughs> well within your designated area. Sure, I Just mean saying. I get sometimes you want to wander, you get the yeah, wander get outside, and then somehow lose your shoes and socks. I'm just saying this yeah. is a hypothetical situation. I've never been in that one myself. I've never but, lost anything like that. I mean, I've, oh, I I've like had this one time people that were in the group that you're just like, where the fuck did your shit go? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was by myself. I was uh, I was by myself. Well, you know, that I lost my. I just you know I would like. When I finally was like conscious again, I realized that I only had one sock <laughs> when on, I could talk again. and my shirt was tied around my head like a bandana. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm laying on the front porch of my house. I'm covered in dirt because apparently I did the belly crawl sure. up the driveway. The oh, door of my pickups open. You know the lights <laughs> dinging. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so glad I lived out in the country because I was right. literally like right like that on the front porch. So all I'm saying is like the the. As an experienced psychedelic user, 
like I have an, a general understanding of how someone else is while they're under the influence. You know, a, a particular uh, way to talk to them. Because you've experienced it. Right, a, right. You know, you don't say like... Can you do this research without, though? I, I like, don't know. You that's, would have that's what I'm to, getting at. Isn't is that, that what gets you into wanting to do the research is that you had that one experience and you're like, ooh, possibly? I want to study what's going so. on here. I would think so. I would hope so. Um, but... The, the experience of, of being in the hands of people that maybe have not had those experiences or have no sympathy towards your mental mind state at that point. You know, you're on this 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 crazy mushroom or LSD trip or whatever. Right, but back and to next the real thing you know, world, yeah. yeah, you're thrown into the back of this ambulance and then your doctor's in there asking you, you know, like, do you smoke cigarettes? Yeah, yeah. Do you smoke marijuana? You know, and they're asking you all these crazy questions, you know, and yeah. you're sitting in this hospital bed. But same thing with these, these clin- clinical trials. Like, I wonder if, if the people performing those clinical trials are aware of how... Uh, fragile or sensitive your psyche is at that point. You know, like yeah. how horrible would it be to to be in one of these trials and and them treating you like a douchebag after? Well, you get and high? I'll tell you in in uh, some ibogaine trials, mm-hmm. I was talking to some of the nurses that were there, and I'm like, "Do you know what these people are experiencing?" And they're like, "They've never, they didn't." It, like try it themselves, sure. But they had the doctor and probably the shaman or two and. Hearing the stories afterward, they were informed enough to where they understood that, like, had a little some respect. Serious, serious mind shit going on right. here that to you just looks like I'm, I'm just like laying here. But and they, they understand that and they right. have an attitude that's very, you know, like almost sympathetic. In a yeah, way that's caring. Like, it's okay, um, and that's what I was getting. You're cool. At. Everything's fine. And mm-hmm. yeah, knowing but, how to handle people when they're in that. Uh, state of mind, you know, uh, right. being able to uh, make it as easy as possible for them to not have a negative experience or or to, you know, scare the shit out of themselves or or whatever it may be. Um, it's interesting here. It says psychedelics are thought of as mind expanding drugs. So it has commonly been assumed that they work by increasing brain activity. But surprisingly, we found that psilocybin actually caused activity to decrease in areas that have the densest connections with other areas. These hubs ex- uh, constrain our experience of the world and keep it orderly. We now know that deactivating these regions leads to a state in which the world is experienced as strange. Strange. <laughs> strange. Yes. Strange world. Yes. Which, who knows, maybe that's how the world always is. And you just don't see it that way because you have these human filters on. You don't know. That could be the underlying clockwork of it all. And and that our sober mind is able to tune out some of yeah, those other things. Because if you couldn't, you'd have your mind blown 24-7 and nothing would ever get accomplished. You'd just constantly well, be going, whoa. I th- I think that after a certain amount of time on uh, under the influence of something, you become really? somewhat used Not to that. your surroundings or hallucinating. Though I don't think you yeah. can get used because it's always different. You can. I mean, it, there's similarities. At high doses, sure, but if you're if you're taking, but if I'm saying if you were in that state all the time, like could you get used to it or would uh, yeah, it would just constantly I really, change? I really or think you would that, just know. I think that after, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think that at some point that you would so. you would have, have to some sort of mental not control but uh, acceptance of what's going on. 
you know, after, but it's always that this will end eventually that I'm in a trip. I'm on a drug. That's what I'm saying. If it never ended, but after several days, uh, under the influence of LSD, you know, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of things your... that you can just you can just go do. You know, next thing you know, like on day five or six, well, you're yeah, out but paying that's your rent, and talking brain, to your I'm landlord, saying... you know, and yeah. then oh, you got to swing out and go take care of this. But that's you know, different, though. That's that's tolerance in the brain and the drug running mm-hmm. its course. I'm saying if you were constantly in that peak state and it never, I don't think you would ever get used to that. I I don't know. I, I'd have to disagree that I don't think you would. The only thing you would get used to is that it's coming down and you're cognizant that you have a mind to get used to things. If you never achieve that point and you're constantly in that, like, holy shit, peak. But don't you feel that even in a... Sometimes you gotta just sit down and ride it out. That's let's, what I'm saying. Well, let's, never... say, let's say, like, since you're, you're talking about the use of... of... Either well, mushrooms or LSD. So any. let's say let's say you 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 ingest that particular drug, you know the the peak you you, you make it through the peak and as you're starting to you know kind of come down a little bit maybe after a few hours. Right. Let's say you were to take more so that well, your yeah. peak goes back up. You right. Understand? I understand but that. See, but like, you get to a certain point you're where taking more it. isn't getting you any any more high you're not getting another peak you're just or is that out. peak just manageable because you're at the point of kind of maybe it's more that's, manageable I didn't think of it that way i don't think, see that's I how i feel so. on when i when i ingest psilocybin really? is that i take a small amount let that first body rush right. take over and as soon as i kind of start to feel like not in control or whatever, but as soon as I feel good about going further, yeah. you know, then I would consume more of that psilocybin. And after a few hours, you know, I would consume quite a bit more, have another pretty extreme peak. But I'm like, I'm comfortable in the state of mind that I've been in. Right. And so like that, that extra dose of psilocybin, although it's very intense, seems more manageable. Sure. Whereas that, that first, you know, if I was to. But you're aware enough to be able to take more. Absolutely. Right. Right. Well, otherwise, I wouldn't have taken more. Well, but I'm just saying, that, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that I think at a certain point that your your psyche uh, starts to adapt to the state of mind you're in. And the, the thing about even eating a hallucinogenic for several days on end, like... Would you go into that study? Yeah. We, like they say, we're going to dose you for 38 days straight. Ooh. I mean, like, would you go into that study and just be their their study mouse? What would what would I be doing for those thirty eight days? That would You'd be, the other be thing. In am I am if, if I'm in a bed hallucinating no. your freaking balls no. off? But you wouldn't be. Your mind would be so dissolved into the other that you wouldn't even be aware of it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, would you be able to handle that for that amount of time? Not in a room with white walls and <laughs> Can we incandescent lighting. We'll and... be outside. See, that's the thing. Because there's certain it? hallucinogens that you can't walk around on. Like, Absolutely. you're in, like, a, like the, the like tryptamines, the DMT and the ibogaine. Yeah. yeah, like, you're not walking around when you smoke DMT or when mm-hmm. you take ibogaine. Like, you're mm-hmm. not. You're there and where you're at for a while. True. True. I guess it would it would it would depend, right? If it was an LSD, then you could go and walk around. For, well, I would have to, but you couldn't get the megalomania for thirty eight days. The megalomaniasm that's produced from ingesting acid. Like, what if it was a padded room? <laughs> if whoa, it was soft, right? like a wall, a round a padded nice room. Soft. 
<laughs> a round room with no, no and that's, corners. And I would enter studies like that if if I was able to to yeah. I'd have and you to, gave me like a million dollars when we were done. <laughs> Thirty, you know, like a thirty-day trial in a hospital room or in a clinic of some sort. That would be—it's a nice clinic, though. It would, that would be an undertaking for me, right? Like, psychologically, like you because I get bored in, in a bring in books, books on podcasts. I mean, I don't know. What are you thirty days? What are you listening to? The like, whole fucking I can fish read back on those catalog. Deep, like God damn. <laughs> yeah, what would I be doing? For those thirty days, that would I think Are that you would giving be giving me tasks to do. Or? Right? Yeah. Like, okay. Can we like hike through Glacier Park for thirty days on acid? Like, See, cool. that would be. Or okay. you know, can yeah. we? Are there going to be like you like, only have to pay me a hundred thousand after that one? Right. That would be. Fun. But thirty days in a hospital room. Yikes! I wouldn't want to do that sober. Can we write a protocol to do that, and just make our own, our own study? Yeah. Should should we call the National Drug Abuse Association and see if they give us go? some LSD? No, we got. Well, <laughs> no, I'm. We got. You just want to write like some criteria for our own yeah. thirty day. Here's trip how study? I will keep you safe on our trek through psychedelic wilderness, <laughs> psychedelic wilderness shaman retreat. You know, um, when I was younger and when s- just started to experiment with psychedelic drugs, we had some rules. Well, actually, uh, more like guidelines, right? But I had a couple. Um, I had I had tried psychedelics twice, and both times were super scared. The first time I ever did psychedelics was um, we went down um, to my buddy's apartment and we ate some mushrooms at his house, and neither one of us had ever done it before. We had no idea what to expect, you know. And this is like I used to listen to Tool and Meshuga, and you know, so we like had lateralis cranked on the stereo, you know what I mean? And sitting around like smoking a joint and like we were like each of us drank like a half gallon of orange juice after eating an eighth of mushrooms. This is our first each. This is our first time, you know, and like no preparation, you know what I'm saying? Like no idea what was going to happen. Didn't turn our cell phones off. You know what I mean? Isn't that the best though? Cause then you have no like preconceptions of what you should be expecting. It was just going to it balls out and that's, (laughs) Not it was like quite frightening. Out, but, it was know. quite frightening. Right. At one point, like I had, I had fallen asleep and uh, or or passed out or whatever. But upon wakening up again, Tool still like <laughs> blaring in the house because <laughs> neither one of us could get off the couch. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's and and I like I had forgotten who I was because in my Ego dream, death. like yeah, in my in my dream fugue state, I I had I felt like I had relived some other kid's childhood did you die and then upon upon awakening i couldn't remember if that was which childhood was mine whoa right and so this is my first time i've like and again intense music playing in the background and it took me a long time of laying there to realize that it didn't really matter whose childhood it was because here i am now right and in the present right like here I am now, and and regardless of which life was real and which life was fake, this is my first time on psilocybin, and that was such a heavy experience. You know, I was so scared afterwards. You know, and and you know, like I had missed phone calls, and you know what I mean, like all of that stuff that just made it kind of this stressful, kind of scary situation for 
for me as an unexperienced tripper. And the second time, you know, we, we lowered the dose down and then, but it's still like we found ourselves in a high rise dorm building in Bozeman, like where we shouldn't have been as these mushrooms are starting to kick in because we had like eaten some mushrooms thinking we had an hour to go down to the dorm room, pick up a bag and get back to the house. Mm. Well, by the time we, I mean, we had mushrooms picked up while we were like in the elevator going up to the, our buddy's dorm room. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't have a simple set of guidelines back those first two times. Then having someone kind of to set up those rules, to set up a couple guidelines, like turn your cell phone off because you don't want grandma calling. You know what I mean? To tell you that your dog died in the middle of some sort of hallucinogenic you, it, experience. You just don't need any anything that's grounding you back to the reality that you right. left behind. Right. Because then you got to start over. And so these guidelines with your with your 30-day <laughs> hallucinogenic trip you know are, are they guidelines or are they are, or are they more of rules probably more like here's some helpful advice <laughs> so you don't you know so that you make it out of this if you were to eat psychedelics 30 for 30 days straight and different and, ones obviously oh you would, really you'd have like to a, switch a it mixture up. of a things? full enlightenment Whew. you'd have to right this is starting to sound like, you know, how people go to treatment for 30 days or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is like a different kind like of, you need like, to go in, to treatment instead of going to treatment days. for 30 days, you're going to go to wilderness treatment to, to Matt's wilderness, blow your dick off treatment. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like you got an issue you want to deal with. We'll do it in 30 days, but, uh, I mean, we'll really nine. do it in five, but <laughs> we're going to take the other 25 to really get to know each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, uh, we should talk about this before we get out of here. Okay. Um, that we talked about one side of, like, the research and everything. We should mention, obviously, the other side. You found this in uh, the Malta Today, which I thought was kind of interesting. Right. Uh, that it says cancer yep. patients denied cannabis are made to do chemo instead. Yep. And it comes out that there's, like, a lot of evidence that shows that cannabis is just as effective and a hell of a lot safer than blasting chemo uh, all up in your bones and your bodies right so absolutely um go oh, go ahead Sorry. no that was it i please it was you you pointed it out i just wanted to bring it up so oh. that you could we could talk about it okay do you agree um no not with that you shouldn't have a choice of what medical treatment that you receive i think that since even harvard university has concluded that cannabis provides more of an effective treatment for different types of cancer than chemotherapy. And really, once you get the C card, cancer, not the cannabis, but <laughs> once you, like, you should be able to try pretty much whatever because isn't it, aren't we like at the point where, I mean, the best we can do is just hose you down with radiation and hope for the best. I mean, and I, I, we're I, getting more targeted in it, but you're still literally poisoning the body. So if somebody else could maybe come up with a different way to do that, like, wouldn't you want to at least try? Because, I mean, they're dying either way, right? And if they're willing to do it, you should give them whatever the hell they want. I would agree with you, At that point. Well, and I agree that you don't even need to get cancer to be able to to make that decision. But, um, you know, these patients that are seeking this alternative form of therapy, you know, they're, they're completely denied access because of a of a law or right. a, a ruling that was in 1971, 40 years ago. So long ago. We've done so much right. as people since then. Absolutely. Like, me and you were born. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, we've done so much. So much cellular dividing. 
Um, and even on the home front, you know, uh, the under medical marijuana, like the the concentrates aren't necessarily um, allowed under our medical marijuana law. Right now, the infused products, the the baking and and the butters, right. and the medibles, the yeah, the medibles, those are acceptable. But the the hash oil or the bubble hash or the the concentrate. And why is that? Because it's higher concentration. Well. No, what's there's the no problem? There's no logical explanation for it. It's just what's the illogical explanation for it? You, that you can't have it because you've altered cannabis. Oh, you've altered the plant in a way that makes it more. It's deadly, just, more lethal. Yeah, they, there's no there's no logical explanation to why the Montana government or the law doesn't allow for a cannabis patient to obtain cannabis oil. Like it, it, it's just not something that it's so is weird. Allowed. Right. Um. Uh, what else about this article? Um. Well, and just that, and the fact that the the patients that do like seek out this other alternative treatment, like it's not. I feel like when you say alternative treatment, it's things like homeopathy and crap like that that I, we know is the alternative bullshit. Therapy. But there's actually evidence for this, not right. just like, well, it works. And like, I guess well, prove you know, that it works. You know? The research department of Harvard is, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, you might as well just go to a community college, right? <laughs> might as well. I mean, whatever Harvard University says, I mean, you just, you know, it's, it's not that reliable. I mean, it's another university, you know. Um, but doctors are not. This is in the article. Doctors are not keen on using natural remedies and good nutrition in helping to treat this disease. You know, like superfoods and herbal supplements. Um, which can be a great benefit to the immune system. It's not going to cure your cancer, but but obviously eating better than what you're eating now is a help. Um, Like McDonald's or something. That's not probably going to help you uh, uh, have a balanced diet in order to get over or to treat. No, because then you just need more weed in your system to counteract the McDonald's. So so you're really not helping. Oh, do you get how that works? Right. Okay. So, the efforts to contact the oncology unit at this hospital um, in in Malta. They had nothing to say. Uh, yeah, uh, listen on. What does it say here? <laughs> We're busy on its today. listed telephone numbers this week proved futile. <laughs> That's funny. With one hospital receptionist eventually admitting, when contacted through the customer care unit, uh, that the telephones had been deliberately disconnected. So not so to funny. receive phone calls. We're very busy today. Was the official reason for this bizarre state of affairs. That's so awesome. I mean, this is we're resorting to like we don't need to take phone calls today. It's fine. We're yeah, we're people are resorting to very childish ways to avoid dealing with this this cannabis well, and thing. Well, think about it. is it in the doctor's best interest? Because if you're just gonna go home and take this weed shit and cure yourself, like I'm out of a job. I, you make know, I bank. did forget about what was Oncologists really important in bank, cancer treatment yo. was doctors Man. being paid. I guess, I guess, if that's what's important in the cannabis, go into I, any in hospital, any hospital without insurance, and be like, "Yo, I have cancer." They're gonna tell you to go get a jar and stick it in the local gas station and hope people give you change because you're not going to move the mouse. You're not going to move the mouse. Um, right. Right, Matt. Perfect. Um, <laughs> it's not in their best interest. 
Which is unfortunate. That's all right. That's all right. Well, I'm glad we got to cover all of that uh, and the Common Core. That was good. We're yeah, all just over the place. something else. I just I don't think that you should if if you have kids of your own. I just I think that with in most all things, things, do your own, <laughs> form your own things. opinion. Don't necessarily listen to to everyone or, else. Or better yet, post on Facebook what your question is, and then just let your Facebook friends duke it out. We had a friend that did this the other day about the vaccination thing. Like, I have a kid. Should I get him vaccinated or not? What do you think? And then it was just on from there. When I got vaccinated before I moved to Belize. You turned autistic for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) You caught the autism. Um, You know, I I had mentioned to several people, like, oh, I need to go get, you know, before I went and got my vaccinations, I, I was like, oh, I need to. I mentioned this to a few people, like, oh, yeah, I get vaccinated tomorrow. And people were like, no! It'll make you stupid. No. It's so dangerous. You know, yeah. like, oh, my God. People are so misinformed about that, though. But if you look up typhoid fever yeah, or hep C, I don't want that. Well, and that's different, right? Aren't people different about that? If you go to another country, you obviously get vaccinations because your body's completely not used to the bugs they have. Right. But because people are so afraid right. of vaccinations you know are afraid of things that they don't would you understand risk that i i risked it well happily no i mean would you risk going to another country and no. not getting no granted i didn't get vaccinated when i went to mexico but i think well, you went to different. cancun right <laughs> that's a little different <laughs> you, you weren't point. backpacking through the yucatan peninsula out in the jungle right um, and most places, like on the islands and things like that, it's Nile. not as bad. Yeah. But if you get into the deep jungle, yeah, typhoid's alive and kicking. Hep C, which is typically uh, transmitted by not washing your hands after playing with your feces, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is pretty common in third world countries, apparently. There's it's, just, it's not that they're always playing with their feces, is that it's that there's just feces everywhere. And they don't, yeah, they play with it and then don't wash your hands or whatever. Well, I don't think something. they're actually playing in it. And I it's think it's just there and they don't, like, you have to step over it. And Well, I want to know how their, their feces makes it into my fucking because, burrito. It's because they don't have very good, like, sewage systems or so. Or Flushing toilets. Or there such a thing. Running water. <laughs> or there isn't such a thing. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of times in those places you're barefoot, too. And I don't know, I just thought that the vaccinations were a way safer route than than Just in case, them. right? I agree. Did the vaccinations have any negative effect on you? Like, did you get sick? Did you get autism? I don't know. What, are, what else are these people Nothing that of? I am aware of. The Nothing thing that I'm, I am aware of. Okay. I mean, if, if something has happened, I'm not aware of it yet. And, and you'd never know if you're crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if... if Unless if, people if tell I, you. If I got right? autism from from at the age of 29 or 30 now if i got autism from these couple would that be weird developing i was so late in your life it. you know what i mean i would just be unaware <laughs> no, of it no he's just like sure. that it's fine right so he's our best friend um yeah all right cool let's get out of here episode 141 of the hotbox thank you uh for listening info at hotboxpodcast.com that's the email address if you have any Anything to say, you can leave a message at 406-204-4687. Again, Washington or Colorado, anybody uh, in those states? Call in or send an email so we can set up something um, or whatever. We want to set up a buy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, even if even if uh, if you just sent uh, me or Matt an email, I'd just like to hear like your thoughts. Like, I 
just from firsthand experience or firsthand perspective. I'd like to any see of if, your thoughts. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be about cannabis. Like giraffe brain in the chat who says squirt squirt. Oh, somebody came in the chat. Any of those thoughts? All right, thanks for listening, guys and girls. And uh, next Sunday, I believe we'll do the next show. If we're not in Missoula playing, playing Ingress, right? Because <laughs> there's always that that possibility. So, all right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a good later. Week. If you like, you we, like this we, is where this where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.